0: Music fuck shit. Nigga. Yo, what's goody everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Music Fuck Shit. I'm Tonina.
1: And I'm Stephanie.
0: We hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode. Now y'all really know our personalities. But this week... Yeah, I feel like. (laughs) This week we're doing iconic band that y'all have most likely heard about or of mm-hmm. the Red Hot Chili Peppers I was a super stan in high school cause a lot of the boys that I liked in high school listened to them and so they were like we were in their basement they're like dude you have to since you play bass you have oh. to learn Californication <laughs>
1: you have no
0: that's so and weird. then and then um
1: what's the bass line even
0: no it's on boom, boom, i think it's on bass boom, boom. yeah you're yeah. right don't do it oh it's like harmony. yeah that's
1: tight
0: yeah and then uh, the guy i liked he was like dude i have the Autobiography. He's I have like the tab. You know, he no, no yeah, he did have the tab. No, he did have the tab, and dude, also he was tab-lature? like, like shut up. I know, dude. Like tab-lature. fucking read a fucking note slash use your ear. But like, he was like, I have his autobiography, scar tissue. You have to read it, and um, I didn't. But yeah, that was my first introduction to.
1: I was also a stan. I really liked the red hot. Chili- I still like the red hot chili peppers, and I really tried to get Heather into them, and I couldn't. Like we. We're doing it We had a trip And we had a long car ride And I had like Ten different chances And I tried so many really? Different did angles didn't fuck? of them No she, she thinks it's me? too campy Interesting
0: I mean it song, is 90s Breaking the girl No
1: I did, literally did like Every um, Every Era Era Slash style yeah. You know Yeah like, From the early Like the funk stuff Yeah
0: Rap shit Um,
1: And But and just like All their albums Honestly do sound really different Yeah Interestingly enough, I saw them live. I saw them live in concert.
0: Um, Yeah, I've never seen them, but let's give some. They're really good. I'm sure. But let's get. So I didn't even know anything about their scandals or anything. Like, I was a stand in high school, but like, after like that era of high school, I was just like, okay. Yeah. You know, I didn't really do further research or really, mm-hmm. you know, buy tickets to any of their shows or anything. But um, for the girlies who don't know, Red Hot Chili Peppers. They formed in high school, which is really cool. And they're all from law. The original high school band was Anthony Kiedis, Flea, Alel Slovak, and Jack Iron. It's interesting that started in high school and they hold the records for the most number one singles, which is 15, most cumulative weeks at number one, which is 91, which is crazy, and most top 10 songs, which is 28, on the Billboard Alternative Songs chart. They have won six Grammys, were inducted into the Rock and Roll, Rock and, <laughs> <laughs> Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2012, and in 2022 received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, which I feel like is like super late for them.
1: Are they still giving stars out?
0: Yes, oh. apparently, but I feel like that's super late. The band's first moniker, like their first band name mm-hmm. was Tony Flo in the majestic masters of mayhem
1: oh yeah sorry that's what the band i
0: guess tony flow for anthony because he was like he was like into rap and hip-hop and shit get on some like rage against the machine type shit
1: yeah he's kind of weird
0: he is a weirdo like he's 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 weird he also is not a good singer
1: (laughs) if i'm being honest if i'm being honest (laughs) he's
0: super like
1: well his hairstyles yeah
0: yeah What's interesting is that Red Hot Chili Peppers was a name of a... Jazz group? Yeah, it's a Louis Armstrong's quintet. That was the first original, like, <laughs> Red Hot Chili Peppers back in the 20s. And uh, I didn't know Flea was a trumpeter and was, like, Jazzy, into, into yeah. jazz. So he kind of influenced that name. Their debut album was in 1984. They Which sold... one do you think's
1: the hottest member? Not Flea. I said that Flea looks like dopey from Snow White. <laughs> he does. He does.
0: I mean, objectively,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Anthony Kiedis, if he's not he performance, I was if he looking was just back. Like standing I never there.
1: saw him that way. And then I looked back and I was like, wow, he actually was a good looking guy. No. Yeah. I
0: always saw him that way. But I would say either him or John Fushante.
1: But he's just kind of like, I feel like his whole demeanor and like the way he talks and sings is like not attractive. He's a fucking know? weirdo. i like. Gimme in the state of Mississippi. Papa was a cropper and my mama was a hippie. Wait, what song is that again? Alabama, Um, she was in Alabama. And then also even like, dude, no, you know what is the cringiest part about the Red Hot Chili Peppers? Actually, is like their backing vocals. Like, hey yo. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Deep beneath the cover of another perfect one. No, oh, yeah, no, it's, it's on like some train weird. shit. Yeah, it's giving train. Of... No, but they'll just be like, hey yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey yeah,
0: <laughs> like like butt rock, or like it'll be like,
1: oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess also like,
0: I guess also to answer your question, like who's the hottest? I guess Dave Navarro would be if he wasn't like cringe. Do if he wasn't who you he, would he is. Think it's hot? If he wasn't, who he is. But I, I do think, like, overall, John Frusciante.
1: So they have a newer guitarist named Josh Klinghoffer and here.
0: He looks tall.
1: Have you seen him, what he looks like?
0: Josh um, Klinghofer? just He's like a young. couple a couple pictures, yeah.
1: I think he was really hot. Yeah, in
0: 1983, Slovak and Irons quit the Red Hot Chili Peppers to focus on What Is This? their other band, and they got drummer Cliff and Jack Sherman uh, and they were touring and shit, and like they really popped off like super, super young. Seriously, which I didn't know during the tour though. In 1984, Jack Sherman and Ketus had beef, and they fired his ass. Huh. And then Ilel Slovak rejoined in 1985.
1: Um, did can we talk about how Anthony Ketus lost his virginity?
0: Yeah. Okay. So I didn't do any research or anything into like his personal sex life
1: mm. or his childhood dude i just watched i'll just i mean i'll just do a snippet of this but it's kind of weird it's like widely known that he lost his virginity at 12 to his dad's girlfriend so that's the widely known part but what i didn't know it, so sick. is he this is crazy so he apparently accidentally got high on he did a lot of like drugs with his dad um like weed and coke and stuff at a really young age and they were at 12 yeah and His dad was a big drug dealer. And I think he was also an aspiring actor or something, but he was, like, Uh, well-known. Yes, he did drugs from a really young age. And then from there, struggled with substance abuse. But he was uh, the Rainbow Barn Girl on Sunset. Do you know that spot? It's, like, really trashy now. And I guess it always was. But, like, it's pretty iconic for having, like, a lot of celebrities or just rock stars really hang out there in the past. But so they were there. And he accidentally got high on opioids and mustered up the courage to ask his dad. He wrote him a letter and was like, hey, dad, I know she's your girlfriend. No. But I think she'd be down for the task. Uh, Can I, like, have sex with her?
0: No. Yes, that's
1: what he did. So the
0: dad was involved in that. The dad facilitated. And he was like,
1: yeah, sure. And then they went home with the girlfriend named Kimberly, 18 years old. She was 18. So, wait so the dad's like and he did the dad dated a lot of young women still like i know and so then and then they went home and had uh sex the way he talks about it is like yeah it was like she was really nice and like for my first time really gentle whatever okay so now it's weirder is i found an interview with the dad and i wasn't even looking for that but i just like stumbled across it because i was like what are anthony's thoughts now on this whole thing and this is what he revealed in the memoir scar tissue by the way but his dad is talking about the whole situation. He was like, yeah, like I just like I, in my head, like I thought I wanted him to like experience sex and be able to like have access to that at a young age. And it's literally ready. On... And then he's like, I didn't want him to be the last in his class to have sex like I was
0: dude, what? like I like, was like, isn't up. that weird? It's so fucking weird. And it's also like on some little boosy shit, like pimping out your child. It's fucking weird. It's disgusting, just because of your feelings. I about think him they not, had. Like, well, grow but up. what's
1: weirder is that Anthony Cadis felt like he could ask his dad that, which really highlights a lack of boundaries within yeah. their relationship. I mean, yeah. it clearly if they're doing drugs together. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and the dad was like, "Well, yeah, I thought about it because it's like she's, you know, she's not that much older than him, so I thought, you know, like yeah." I had many girlfriends. She was a super nice girl. Like, it's so weird. It's so weird. It's like he's not, like, um, disabled. <laughs> right. You know? It's like you don't have to do that. No, you don't. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he's literally just a 12-year-old bro. Like, also, he'll be able to have sex. It's like, also, like, he's going to figure really it out. You really think he's not going to have sex? He's going to fucking figure it out. It's so like he's a good-looking kid.
0: Their second album, which I found very interesting, was produced by George Clinton. Mm. And featured Fred Wesley and Maceo Parker, which are two amazing, like jazz influenced uh, musicians. So they was in their like jazz bag. They like really Love fucked the with that jazz. shit. But I want to talk about their drug use because Let's it seems her. like every single member
1: had addiction had
0: an addiction and had some issues. And it's interesting that you're talking about his daddy because
1: oh hell yeah, so. like it seems
0: like there was no real healthy relationship with substances i mean is there ever their drug use heavily influenced their music too Mm -hmm. and i guess you can hear that shit in the lyrics weirdos but um
1: i mean what do you think snow is hello i mean actually i don't know probably um
0: it's interesting too because emi they were signed to emi right in 1986 the label gave them five thousand dollars to record their demo, mm. their their tape for their next album, That's a lot of money for it then. I know, I know, and they chose to work with a specific producer named uh, Keith something Levine or whatever because that producer had a shared interest in drugs. So what had happened was Levine and um,
1: No Slovak
0: put aside two thousand dollars. Oh. Of the budget Fuck. to spend specifically on heroin, cocaine. Oh damn. And then this eventually, you know, obviously created tension. They fired their drummer Martinez in nineteen eighty six because his heart wasn't in the band, but most likely because like he wasn't into <laughs> his heart wasn't <laughs> the in dynamic the into like the dynamic of
1: Oh no shit. Like,
0: during this time in nineteen eighty six when they were recording and touring off of their album Freaky Styly. Elel, the guitarist and anthony were like debilitated from their addictions and so like kiedis is quoted saying i didn't have the same drive or desire to come up with ideas or lyrics and he appeared at rehearsal literally asleep and also for their third album which is really interesting rick rubin wanted to produce it he did yeah he did he did but at first he declined because He saw all the fuck shit from the drugs. Yeah, they're
1: probably such little Looney Tunes.
0: And then they worked with another producer named Michael Beinhorn or whatever. It's interesting because the producer fired Anthony. He's like, dude you're wasting our fucking time we can't get shit done you're acting a mess like i can't work under these conditions and it's so like
1: cringe i
0: know dude like, i'm like
1: together. how do
0: they even like function how, did, for- how
1: did they even record albums i
0: don't know or like they're just like highly functioning the budgets at some point. back
1: then were so fucking massive than they were I now know. and a lot of the budget they could just spend on
0: drugs.
1: and cocaine <sighs> it was probably because they would just do a lot of cocaine and get it done
0: right and so like what put a fire under anthony's ass to finally get sober was because they were named band of the year by la weekly he's like (laughs) i need to make a change la weekly thank you (laughs) it's like voyage la now no (laughs) no 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 Literally, no, but um, in the 80s, shit, like,
1: really dude, mattered. Dude, I imagine you're like, yeah, I'm actually getting featured on a <laughs> uh, Yeah, and Voyage it, wants me. They want No,
0: me. seriously, dude. No, so that he entered... That so
1: much back then, though, the LA Disney I know.
0: Stuff. He entered uh, rehab, and the band... He entered the Hab. Yeah, and they auditioned new singers and shit, but they were like, he's not Anthony. g <laughs> gay
1: He goes... <laughs> bang, bang, bang. Where I go, I <laughs> So, but like after that,
0: no. So they worked on their next album, whatever it was. And it was in the basement, being recorded at Capitol Records in the basement. then nigga would disappear for hours on end, oh, seeking dope. <laughs> dope. So, after 50 days of sobriety, Ketis decided to take drugs again to celebrate the new music.
1: They'd be doing that, don't they? I know. I know, but also... I get it, though, but imagine like, I know, how I know. normalized drugs is for that kid. No, I know. Like, your dad... You did coke with your dad for the first time?
0: Insane. So, while on tour for promoting that album, the Uplift mofo party plan, Ketis and Slovak, like, they were in, like, the depths of the shit. Disappearing, going on binges and shit. That's sad. Slovak died from a heroin overdose... On June 25th, 1988, soon after the conclusion of the tour, Anthony fled the city. He did not attend the funeral. And their drummer at the time, Irons, Jack Irons, was so troubled by the death and so depressed that he left the band. And then he joined Pearl Jam in 1994. So that's cool. So they had to look for a new fucking drummer. And I didn't know that they had, they used to have black members. I didn't either. I'm like, who was the drummer? DH peligro of Dead Kennedys and then Dwayne Blackbird McKnight a former member of parliament funkdelic joined as the guitarist so they wow. had no i know they're getting edgy they're getting they're getting edgy they're
1: got, they're really pulling from the right side they're sources. getting edgy
0: anthony re-entered rehab for 30 days and visited slovak's grave as a part of his rehabilitation finally confronting his grief and then lol their uh guitarist mcknight was fired three days into tour three dates into the tour oh, for Jesus. a lack of chemistry i said it's a lack of chemistry or is it, is it racism true is
1: it
0: a lack of chemistry or he's just a nigga Oh, God. And so... Ignite allegedly, allegedly was so unhappy by the firing that he threatened to burn down Anthony's house, which I would have. Which I would have. Oh,
1: Dwayne did? Yes! I mean, yeah, especially three dates. that's kind
0: of That's fucked, Who did they they get? John Frusciante. That's who they Uh, got. That's when John enters the picture.
1: Johnny... and that's and and he, did he kind of change the sound because of the way he played guitar? Is that when they became mainstream? He brought a
0: darker sound.
1: Yeah, it was sad.
0: It was sad. It was sad. It was more melodic, it more emo.
1: Gorge. It was gorge. Yeah, it's gorge. That's why they're good.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Him. yeah. No. What well, was like, He did <this-> <edsięfolding in> the <background> mm-hmm, <inaudible> dun-
0: And then in November, then they decided to fire peligro the drummer due to his alleged drug and alcohol problems i said y'all niggas have the caucasity have the gall mm-hmm. but i guess it's like i mean the drones ain't nothing to fuck with but still and so yeah they fired him and then they had to open auditions and that's when they hired will ferrell aka chad smith um In December, 1988. He doesn't look like Will Ferrell. He looks exactly like Will Ferrell. Actually, he kind
1: of he does. He looks exactly... He doesn't look like, exactly like him.
0: He looks exactly... They did a, something on... Um, Are you serious? They did something on Jimmy Fallon or some night show where they were like side by side in front of a drum set. And it's uncanny. Let me look
1: up. And sh- Oh, shit. They kind of do look No, alike.
0: it's insane. It's
1: fucking crazy. What's his name? Uh, Chad Blake. Chad no, Smith. Chad Smith
0: yeah so he's been in the band ever since
1: 1998 and then oh my god they look alike. it's stupid it's so it's crazy stupid and so it's just the
0: eyes they look like
1: brothers no
0: they really do and (laughs) uh, according to chad smith they started playing and right away they just hit it off musically and so they had a lot of chemistry but john was not fucking with the fame John, like, he was so overwhelmed by the fame of it all that he he wanted to quit. And this is what's hilarious, too. And I need to find this video. So, you know about the SNL shit?
1: Oh, what? What about the SNL shit?
0: Yeah, according to Kiedis and, and the rest of the band, John Frusciante and Anthony had, like, a huge, like, falling out. He used to isolate himself, and he developed a secret heroin addiction. Who? I can see. John? John did, That's yeah. That's sad. This is crazy. In an appearance on SNL, he performed off-key. Anthony thought it was an attempt to sabotage the performance. Quit right after the show, and he returned to um, L.A. and spent years living unhoused in squalor struggling Damn. with his addiction yeah and that's when him and anthony stopped speaking to each other i guess a rolling stone issue too had been set to come out with them on the cover with the four members on the cover anthony quickly had them scrub off a john it's so weird the
1: only picture of them yeah okay what's weird is john Freshante and josh klinghoffer look alike really? yeah it's really weird like all very similar
0: that's when they contacted dave navarro pretty boy dave who had just split from Gene's Addiction, and he was struggling with his own fucking drug problem. So they ended up hiring guitarist Eric Marshall, but dismissed Marshall because he was too busy for rehearsals. And then Dave was like, yo, I'm actually ready. I'm actually ready. I, I can do it. I can do it. And mm-hmm. then so he joined the band in 1994. They think, like, with his playing, they really popped off. Like, mm. popped off even more because he had, like, that darker, like, grungier. So I'm like, oof. So, what's hella crazy is Dave Navarro's first performance with the Chili Peppers was at Woodstock in 1994. This performance was so hilarious. It was Dave's first performance with the band. Anthony had a designer draw up this costume for all of them to wear. It was like a silver jumpsuit with a working huge light bulb head. So stupid. stupid. And stupid. Dave, no, none of the band members knew that they're they were going to. They're fucking weird. And they give like delinquent la boys yes and then yeah they're wearing this huge like light bulb you should look up a picture it's crazy like working light bulb and that was dave's first performance but none of the band members knew until like minutes before stage that they were going to be wearing this dumbass costume
1: well i'm sure it wouldn't matter since they go on stage with a sock on their penis ew have you seen that yes dude they literally have have played with just a sock on their penis Balls that's out. Just, that's actually disgusting.
0: That's it disgusting. It
1: actually is gross. That's disgusting. Anyway,
0: people
1: are like <laughs> no Sometimes I feel like
0: <gasps> his voice isn't that great, actually. If a you think about has it, a
1: bad voice.
0: I haven't listened to them that as bridge. an adult. So the relationship between Anthony and Navarro deteriorated because homie said, "I don't really fuck with this music." And I don't really like funk music or jamming, cause that's like the direction that the they band was heading. so in. hard, in I band. know, I know. And then Anthony relapsed into his heroin addiction following a dental procedure that I thought, I thought I read somewhere that it was like forty thousand dollars. Or was that John? Someone, someone had a, a teeth. A, yeah, but um, he he relapsed because Valium was used for the pain after Aww. the procedure. Um, which I'm so scared of, dude. I'm so scared of, like, getting hooked on Oxy and shit. Like, from getting surgery. Yeah,
1: but you'd have to be able to... uh Yeah, but then you'd have to go get it, you know? And you wouldn't want to spend money on it.
0: You'll do anything for the for drugs, you know? I feel like I'll it find takes a, way.
1: a little bit to get there, though. You're yeah. like, I'll find a way. Find you're a like, fall. I don't I'll really, really like way, drinking like that, but I'll... F-
0: you're like, I'm, I'm... So, I guess he, he also hid his heroin addiction from the from the band. Anthony did. Without Frusciante, songs were written at a very slow rate. I bet. Kita said John had been a true anomaly when it came to songwriting. I just figured that was how all guitar players were. That you showed them your lyrics and sang a little bit and the next thing you knew you had a song. That didn't happen right off the bat with Dave. So... Anthony, he stayed absent from recording, and that's when Flea took a larger role in the writing process and sang lead on his song, "P," which I have never even heard. Because <laughs> I don't know what that's, what that's going to sound like. "P" by Flea? Yeah. Their whole style was, like, really influenced by drugs, especially in their lead single, Warped. And their song, Teardracker, is about Kurt Cobain. And drugs. Yes. Several of their shows were canceled because of their fucking deteriorating like relationships and interpersonal situations bad relations injuries uh and navarro and kiedis's drug use they only played three shows in 1997 the whole year of 1997 and flea called it the year of nothing in 1998 they announced that navarro had left due to creative differences Mm. and they said that the decision was mutual so they were on the verge of breaking up because they could not find a fucking guitarist and during this time, this entire time, Fruchante was in poverty because his heroin addiction have had oh just like God left him like roaming the streets and like near death.
1: That is so depressing. So that's
0: when Flea came through and was like, "Bro, we need you. We need you." Like, Aww. and he reentered rehab in 1988, and he had scarring on his arms, a restructured nose. Ooh dental implants.
1: Yeah. Oh damn, you know, so, was so really that was bad. probably him
0: like with the $40,000 dental bill. And then when Flea visited him at rehab and asked him to join, Phishante began sobbing and said nothing would make me happier. Aww. In 1999, they played another Woodstock show, and during their set, a small fire escalated into violence and vandalism resulting in the intervention of riot control squads several semi-trailers were looted and destroyed the band was blamed in the media for inciting riots after performing a cover of jimmy Hendrix's song fire in his memoir anthony said it was clear that the situation had nothing to do with woodstock anymore it wasn't symbolic of peace and love but of greed and cashing in
1: damn wait can we please watch this interview really quick of john Freshante on heroin yes hmm
0: Let's talk about the sex shit now. Let's talk about the, all the sexual harassment things. Damn, he looks really bad, dude. In
1: scar tissue, Anthony
0: fully admits to having...
1: An affair with a 14-year-old?
0: Yes. And despite knowing her age, he was like, I need to fuck her one more." Oh time. Oh, my God. Disgusting.
1: And so he wrote the song. How old was he?
0: I don't know, 23, maybe? Oh, or something crazy sicko. Yeah, I think I think that's the age. But he wrote the song Catholic school girls rule about her Ew. about and about the encounter. Ew. And then in 1986, he dated an actress, Ione Skye, when she was 16. <gasps> I don't know how old he was. Um, this was the eighties? Yeah, in nineteen eighty six. And in um nineteen eighty nine he was convicted of sexual battery and indecent exposure after a concert at George Mason University in Fairfax, Virginia. Cause he exposed himself and pressed his wiener on a woman's face against her wishes.
1: That's so Yeah,
0: fucked. and this is nineteen eighty nine, before even before that, like you know, that other shit, dude. Yeah. And he was fined and all this shit I feel like is super buried and unknown. He was fined only $1,000 on each charge. And uh, in 1990, he said the incident was blown way out of proportion by both the media and the prosecution and was merely a playful thing that happened backstage when, with no intent of harm. Oh, this so, wasn't
1: on stage he did it? It was, ew.
0: Yeah. Ew, what a it Happened backstage and like, yeah, zero, zero accountability. And that's when we get to the club MTV mm. shit.
1: Um, I guess they were performing on MTV and they... Spring break
0: situation in Florida.
1: Yes. And then was it Flea or Chad? Chad went into the audience.
0: I think it was... No, it was both of them.
1: They went into the audience, picked up a girl over their shoulder, pulled down her underwear and started spanking her buttocks. And then it was said that Flea tried to get her to give him oral sex. Yeah. Um, I did read though that he felt like super bad about all that shit. And he like yeah. apologized and he wished he didn't do it. It was stupid. So he gets a pass. <laughs> right, no. Um They were moved by security and shit. Oh and yeah, no, they were like charged totally physically ta- it must have been not great. Like also, like what do you like Tony, it's a rock and roll.
0: I know, <laughs> it's just like this
1: <laughs> so entitlement
0: that you guys are, are going to collect a check and this entitlement that you guys are going to be asked to play at future events. I know That you can just do it And then nothing's going to impact the career negatively Yeah for real Which it like didn't
1: It's also just that like It's like that hippy dippy stuff Where it's like We're just fucking And around. then like All it
0: is is a fine too All yeah. it is is a fine They post the bail easily Like for. yeah The way it happens just like so fast And how they can get out of it so quickly I know is just so concerning rolling stone interviewed fleet in 1992 mm-hmm. and when he was asked about it he said i wish i'd never done it and it was a really stupid thing to do i was out of control but i did not assault anybody and it was not sexual it had nothing to do with sex
1: i could see that i guess but was he what was he even was i mean how
0: can it not be sexual if you're asking her to suck your dick but how did
1: th- but i would have if to that see the if video, that was honestly, said because i don't really get like i would have to see the video honestly because i don't get aren't they like in a crowd i guess ew dude crowds are gross though apparently um who's that white rapper m&m yeah the girl ew, she said that she people tried to finger her when she would crowd surf
0: of course dude so people gross. are so gross that's why i would never go into a fucking crowd mm-hmm. but another instance of harassment in 2016 former music executive julie farman alleged that two members of the red hot chili peppers pressed themselves against her and quote told me about all the ways we could make a super sexy sandwich end quote S- following so a meeting stupid. at epic records in 1990 so they was doing this if they're going to do this to a music executive of a label a label executive they're going to do it to fucking anybody you know what i mean For real. okay let's move on to their accidental hit Did you know anything about this
1: what do you mean hit hit song accidental uh, yes Is it under the bridge
0: Girl, yeah! You know about it. No, I didn't know. Tell me. Under the Bridge, which I always sing in the melody of Something in the Way by Nirvana, which is like one of my favorite songs by them, became their biggest hit. Number two on the Billboard Pop Chart. It's so interesting how like shit was labeled back then. I know. Um, but this song was never supposed to be out anywhere. And it wasn't supposed to be specifically a Red Hot Chili Peppers song oh. because it started off as a poem written by anthony and he put a melody to it in the car when he was driving i was like who put your ass behind a wheel <laughs> i was like you still got your fucking license. You license but yeah and he improvised the poem i guess while he was driving and wrote it down rick rubin went to anthony's house to see his writings to figure out what was going to be on their next album and shit and he's like dude this song is incredible like or the, these words are incredible like you we need to have this shit on an album, and Anthony's like, no, no, it was meant for me. Um, oh my god, it was never meant for the Peppers. um But Ruben persisted and eventually convinced Anthony to move outside of like his funk rap style because I guess it was supposed to be like a spoken word situation, which is like really cringe. But he convinced him, and now it is what we know as underneath the bridge.
1: Damn, it's under the bridge.
0: Under the bridge, thank you. Last couple cool things that I I found was. You know Danny California? Would you like to hold it on it for a the second? Class?
1: Under the bridge downtown? Do you think that's literally ew downtown LA? No, okay, so so yeah, that's so one it's bridge.
0: About, no, it's about a bridge, allegedly about the bridge in MacArthur Park that he would frequent when he was like looking for drugs or on drugs. That is sad. <laughs> yeah, dude. Did you know about Danny California? No. So there's like some tea with Danny California. Mommy. And allegedly he took this shit from Tom Petty and Tom Petty was going to sue his ass because literally the melody, the tempo, the chord progression in some of the fucking lyrics are from Tom Petty's song, Mary Jane's Last Dance, which I've not heard.
1: I think I did hear about this.
0: I guess this is on their 2006 album, Stadium Arcadia.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: Arcadium, thank you. Is it Stadium? Arcadium.
1: Stadium Arcadium, a mirror to the moon. So like the reason why
0: Tom was like, I'm not gonna like press charges or like seek litigation is because he was like, Ugh, they didn't mean to do it. um uh, There's no malicious intent behind it. So the way I would I would sue, I would sue, especially because that's just making so much fucking mm. money.
1: That song is being sung at so many campfires. <laughs> no, see, not across America.
0: And so, yeah, he just, like, didn't care anymore.
1: They love California, that band.
0: I know, because I think it's, like, one... for
1: California. Cali Dude, boys. Th- I think, because, I
0: think like, some people, y'all be, like, not traveling, like, from oh, I know. their adolescence. Because a lot of people from California and L.A., they are like, why would I go anywhere else since like everything's here? Mm-hmm. They kinda have that mindset. For sure. But that's besides the point. They can they can like California. But this is really interesting. So you know the show Californication? Yes, I do. I guess it's about this like serial adulterer in California. They uh, sued the network Showtime, claiming no,, Yeah, claiming the dilution of the value of the word Californication.
1: And, Wait, did they?
0: And unfair oh, competition. Oh, they came up
1: with that word probably.
0: Yeah. And they said it's unfair competition as the word is distinctive and famous because of their song, Californication.
1: Yes. No, that's real.
0: And so they felt that the show had taken the band's personality. Hell yeah. And took from their brand and it deeply offended them.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. Because
0: I guess the show is still like on. So, and they haven't changed the name. So people think it got settled outside of court mm. and they didn't take that shit to court yeah dude it's just like the band is really interesting and they all have like their personal shit but like i was just surprised that we haven't heard like a lot from yeah about this shit especially like anthony fully admitting that he had this encounter with this 14 year old you know in his book it's
1: published yes dude remember fucking marilyn manson being like i beat my mother and i don't feel bad yeah there's a whole thing to that but um I guess people I think it was normalized because people just expected rock stars to be fucked up and yeah. they wanted they kind of wanted that narrative from them. You know? Yeah, like they you want to yeah, you kind of want hope that they have a dark either yeah. drug abuse or, like because it's like the people
0: who are listening that we can't have that life so let's just like pay money to see them perform like these like fucked yeah, in the head. Yeah and like artists these troubled artists people
1: like seeing i don't know just the narrative of like oh fucked up like this artist was fucked up and then they made this or whatever it's interesting how there aren't more bands i mean maybe it's just because i haven't been listening to a lot of like bands but like i don't listen do you know what i mean like i don't listen to new music by bands
0: yeah, I'm trying to think, like, what bands are, I mean, like the 1975 not, is, like, then, they've been, but they're, like, probably the closest. they still have
1: been around, and I, it's interesting how we just, we don't have more bands from, like, a music industry perspective because there's so much, like, drama and, like, ish, I remember when it was, like, oh, my God, they left the band yeah like, you know it, like, yeah. it was like such a big deal or then you would have like interviews or, like, right whatever. they weren't like
0: hired guns they were the band they were the like, band a part is, of the entity that exactly. is exactly and you know all have these different members and personalities, personalities. and like
1: i remember yeah exactly the way you connect to a project is more like multifaceted with different people and it's so interesting i miss
0: a band dynamic i miss that shit
1: yeah, it's interesting. And like, yeah, they two met, and then they wrote it, and then they got blah blah blah, yeah. blah blah blah, and and this blah 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 was song. in blah blah blah, and yeah. they were good friends with blah blah blah. Yeah. Or then their solo projects and all that. I mean, I don't know, but I can't imagine being in a band like a successful rock band. I don't think you have a choice whether or not you do drugs in those situations. I mean, I think that is how they were able to do it. I think.
0: I mean, you do at the end of the day, but.
1: You do at the end of the day, but I also think in this time, it was, like, the drug use in bands was so normalized, and it Mm -hmm. was, like, how they functioned on tour and in the studio.
0: Right, pumping out the shit.
1: Like, dead ass. Like, the lifestyle's so unhealthy, and I think it's, like, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, and because it's, like, you, I guess you're taken care of financially in a way, there's, like, I don't know, it's weird. Right. it's just, like... There's
0: always gonna be money for drugs. Yeah. That's, I guess...
1: And just like party culture, LA, it's just like it's like if you have access to drugs. Say you're in one of these bands, right? And like you have a night and you try heroin or you try Coke or whatever the fuck. And you are, you know, you're just so surrounded by it. Like so much that you're actively right. having influenced by it. Influence and having to be like say no, which probably wouldn't work even within that band dynamic. You know what I mean? Like maybe fucking Dwayne didn't even well, he probably did. He was in Parliament. But like you have to it feels like you have to submit to that lifestyle right because or else you're going to be actively fighting against it also it's like even doing that with people who are on who are unstable on drugs whatever creating music it's like easier to just probably yeah do something and that's what the uh john for was i mean I'll, and then there's the whole mental illness and right it's he, was like he was saying he was really depressed and he was right. like i'll just because i ha- can and it's i'll just do drugs to be happy it's honestly
0: probably like more sustainable that way it sounds fucked up no but it's like literally because how are we gonna Austin. function
1: how are you gonna function but also like how are you gonna get through every night also like with that high energy band and those personalities yeah. like
0: tolerating that seeing them high and shit like it's like you being sober in the room full of, yeah like, alcoholics,
1: like and even the engineers and stuff and i don't know how they ever i mean clearly they had to go to rehab and stuff but i just it just seems so hard to be in that situation yeah all right we love you guys and you <laughs> love us
0: uh let us know which artists you want us to cover dms are always open
1: next uh, week we will be covering annie annie the musical oh my god um no make sure you follow
0: i have for me on instagram make sure you follow me on instagram all that is linked in the description oh
1: let me promote that i dropped a song last week i think uh called idc it's available everywhere
0: run it up run it up all right y'all we'll see you on next week bye Bye.
1: Nigga.